Welcome to Everything Colleen, You Remember Sucks. Colleen, when are you going to start? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I that I in to. for like 15 yeah. minutes. So I'm building it up. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm the only host, Colleen. You don't need to meet the other ones. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, you better keep it that way if you don't want us to eviscerate friends. Actually, it wasn't that bad, but... Uh, no, yeah. it was actually fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to really do it? Oh, that wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Damn okay. It. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. Fast and loose. I'm one of your other... Weeks. I'm your most obnoxious host to do, clearly. And I'm the last co-host, Matt. I'm pretty sure we've forgotten how to podcast. It's been not, a while. Not a real art to it. You just set up microphones and talk at them, but... I think it's an art. Uh, I think it's more of a science. Like, chemistry. It's chemistry. Ah. Uh. What was the podcast yeah. we were listening to where they said our, or maybe it was a TV show? What everything blends together when you're old. Now, now I'm 29, so now yeah, you're practically dead. Yeah, but there One was the thing, the and it was like, is a meme. Oh, it was Hot Ones, and he said, "Is a meme art," and he said, <laughs> "Anything that makes or anything that." We watched the Hot you. Ones with Shia LaBeouf, and you're talking about where he was asked about making the memes. Yeah. For, for and you guys just said there's no art to podcasting, and the, my point was tr- was to say that there is an art because if it makes you feel something, it's art. Do you want to just take a nap and let Noop and I take this one? You know what? You just inter. If you didn't interrupt me, my things would make sense. I am not sure. Okay, let's find out. Okay, let's try that. Take a Noop. We got this one off. See you yeah. later. Colleen's got it. This week on Everything You Remember Sucks, Colleen does it by herself and doesn't make any sense, and it's not funny. I'm pretty sure I've seen the one where Colleen does it by herself. Ew. (laughs) Gross. I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) Neither does our one fan, Thomas. I don't know. You said you had the email. Uh, it's too late. There's one person and you can't even remember his name. Also, Kaylee. So <laughs> I was about, about to say there's two people. Don't forget yeah. about Kaylee. I think I took a screenshot of it. Yeah. But... No, I didn't have his email in it. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Well, one day when you know what? We should wait until he we actually do something he requested. We got a fan request. I feel like we should wait and then we shout him out when we actually do one of his requests. That's fair. So, just yeah. know, mystery fan, we remember you. We know you. You're acknowledged, you're seen, you're heard. And we will be doing something based on what you said. We see you. Okay. Is that creepy? Okay. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it was supposed to be an ASMR thing, and it came out a little bit more like a seven days sort of thing. <laughs> no, I was really going for the, the creepy serial killer vibe. Okay, well, yeah, okay. a little... <laughs> Including me. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do this week? All right, well... Yeah, give you know, give the listeners some time to go change their underwear while you tell them about what we did this week. <laughs> well, first of all, let's apologize for how long it's been since the last episode. Matt and I went on our honeymoon. No, no, yeah. It was great. I learned how to drive stick shift. That okay. was about it. And now we're here. That was the only thing that and happened. Now we're, yeah, we didn't do anything else fun. I was I just, just around the whole time, yeah. working, you know, living a normal life. I, well, uh, maybe I should go a on a honeymoon. Of- yeah, you should. I, I highly, highly recommend, recommend it. it. Gross. We've peaked. Gross. We've peaked as a married yeah. couple. Uh, um, I okay. liked them before their honeymoon. Now I'm less <laughs> impressed. 
<laughs> okay, this week we did Friends, and mm-hmm. as I'm sure everyone knows, there's a billion episodes of Friends. Um, it was actually really difficult for me to choose two episodes because I love them all so much. And I say that, I mean, you're obviously, you all are going to know now that I love Friends, but I say that with the understanding that... <laughs> There's a lot of things in Friends that are definitely not okay, and it does not. There are aspects of Friends that absolutely does not hold up now, but I still fucking love it. What, five white people in New York sexually assaulting each other for 22 minutes yeah, doesn't hold up? it really doesn't, but, I, yeah. but it does. I mean, just, there's, there's just a lot about that. It's, it is a very white show, isn't it? But first, it's, I think first and foremost, my biggest problem with Friends is not the sort of racial issues it's not the issues with sexuality it's those fucking apartments they get yeah. more and more unrealistic every time i watch friends no one has an apartment like that in new york city yeah it, i i mean i think we could probably sit here for 45 minutes and dissect like the race thing or like from a 2019 lens how so many things just don't look good but you look back at like every sitcom on like major network television and i feel like the ones that have pulled up are still overwhelmingly white like seinfeld which is a show that i love is five white characters like it's it's really not but at least great. in seinfeld they acknowledge that they're the villains of the yeah, show that's I mean, true it's literally it's it, you know the most unrealistic thing about seinfeld is all those white people end up in jail for the terrible things they did <laughs> that doesn't happen in real life well, I'm trying to think now, like, of all the things that we've covered on this show. This is the whitest. They're all pretty white. Or well, our, our mayonnaise episode was pretty white. <laughs> <laughs> As I recall. We didn't like release the, that I'm one. Trying that to one's think, in like, the archives. Sonic Adventure is... Sonic Adventure is... Such a cultural milestone. Yeah. For... I feel like Sonic Adventure is cross-culturally problematic, but cross-cultural... <laughs> All the same. It's not good, but it is a cross between cultures. Just saying they're all pretty white. I don't know. Wild Wild West. Okay, that's the one that came to mind that isn't all white. All that and gay it's still love, too. 99% white. Oh, man. That, yeah, Kevin I, I think Wild West's problematicness comes more from like their take on people with disabilities. <laughs> well, also, I brought up. I brought up the fact that we did a podcast episode on Wild Wild West, and I was like, "Yeah, guys, it doesn't. Uh, this is at work." And I was like, "Yeah, it really didn't hold up." And everyone at work flipped their shit, and I was like, "Guys, go home and watch it and tell me that it holds up." It like, wasn't good you, when it came out. I'm like, Wait, you guys just they are... thought it was good at all? Because even as a child, yeah. I, like I loved Will Smith, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Men in Black. That got Independence Day. He could do no wrong for me. Yeah, right. and then he did Wild Wild West, and I was like, mm, "I guess he can do wrong." Yeah, I became an adult. I had discerning taste. I was like, I love everything Will Smith is in. And then he did Wild Wild West. I'm like, I guess I don't. Trying to defend the live action Ninja Turtles movie. So everyone was like, but the song. And I was like, yeah, guys, the song's not even in it. The song doesn't come on until the fucking credits. Like, you're, you're, you're thinking that the, the the goodness of the song is the goodness of the movie and it's really really now, not had you paid twelve dollars gone to the theater and they had played just that music video I'd might be, be worth it might be more yeah. worth it than wild wild west absolutely i would absolutely pay for that i'm pretty sure when that but we don't need to spend out, another it only hour costs a nickel 
But, <laughs> but uh, any okay, okay, Friends is really white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember when the first like person of color was on the show. Are there any? I, was it? There's a couple. Is it not Ross's girlfriend who is also the paleontologist? The paleontologist. That's what I was about to say. I was like, she's the yeah. first one that I really remember. But maybe that's just my racism. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, we're all racist, right? So I'm just admitting it. Ah. Uh, uh, I think I'm pretty much. I I don't see color. <laughs> That's, That's a disability. That's from an accident. Actually, yeah. accident. Actually, <laughs> I was splashed in the eyes with some acid, so now I can't see color. Yeah, it's weird. It's you wear different. that shirt all the time that warns people that you can't see color, and people keep like confronting you saying like that's not woke like you can't say that anymore that's not the right way to <laughs> I'm like racism. no no no, and you're like, no you have to understand and then i get to yeah i get to get back on them because they're right. being discriminatory right. against my disability well, exactly. so no the back of the shirt actually says since the accident right and then so when when somebody says <laughs> yeah. wow that's not woke you turn around and you say whoa whoa you're not being woke <laughs> <laughs> I said, whoa, 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 you haven't read the back of my shirt yet. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I can't this wait to win arguments like that. Details. <laughs> Make America great again. Oh, wait, what's on the back of my shirt? Oh, wait, I'm going too fast in this joke. I haven't thought of a way to redeem it yet. <laughs> but Nailed it. Oh, no. minutes, I started the premise before back. I finished the punchline. Oh, shit, I'm just wearing a MAGA hat. Wait, is this a Trump rally? <laughs> Fuck, get me out of here. It actually and that's says, how most people ended up voting for Trump. They started the <laughs> joke and they didn't know how to finish it, and now they're still stuck. Their kid has done that like eight times and literally ruined things. Like Pepe the Frog and the OK hand sign. Fucking 4chan is like, this will be hilarious. The stupid alt right will think this is some secret symbol. And then they actually pick it up as a hate symbol. I feel like you've brought up this OK sign like 12 times. The OK hand gesture is perfect. It is. And now Except it's... for the way you do it cuz you do it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Our listeners yeah. can't What's see that what he's doing pitch? wrong. That's you got to get yeah. a strong That's, o that's in the there. grain of salt yeah. you keep with it. <laughs> you got a weak yeah. O, Matt. If you let that weak O, somebody can slip right in there. Yeah, for, nice our, for our listeners, for for you know, since we're not doing a video they understand podcast, what I was saying based on Nico and Strong. <laughs> it's flat O that he's doing, so it's more like an oval instead of like a circle, and it's it's wrong. So we ready to start it's, this over? No, <laughs> no, no, that is bad jokes he, the pinch of salt. Salt description is the perfect description. That's exactly what he's. That is exactly how you would grab a pinch yeah, of salt. Exactly. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's salt baying. He's being yeah. a salt bay. Now, speaking of memes as art, there we go. That's art. <laughs> Salt Bay is horribly in debt because you open restaurants. Someone Wait. thought it was a good idea for Salt Bay to have expensive restaurants in New York. Really? Interesting. Oh, yeah. This is a pop culture minute. Everyone. <clears throat> yep. And now everyone's as woke as we are. Yeah. Are the kids still saying well, woke? Well, they the probably guy directed stopped. Joker. Said After this woke, podcast so. comes out, they'll be like, oof, oof. Somebody's mom started saying woke. At least we can never kill Lit, right? Right, guys? I feel like Lit has been ironic for a while now. Yeah, it has. Absolutely. I feel like All Lit right. passed irony for a few months at least. Okay. Yeah. So. Friends. Friends. <laughs> what we, episodes did we do? So we started, we did season, it was really hard for me to pick, I'm going to be honest. And there were a lot of listicles that I went through to try and figure out which ones I should choose from because 
I obviously have my favorites, but I wanted it to be like a good representation of the show in general. I don't know. I kind of wish I did one from like season one. Yeah, I don't know if you guys were as I mean, I've seen literally every episode of Friends probably multiple times. It was the thing that my parents used to buy me and my sister for Christmas every year. And we would like put it on when like on Christmas and we'd watch the entire season like every like my mom would season four was always my favorite like that was my my go-to but if you've never watched the full show the first season they like tried to give it like a gimmick by giving Ross a monkey Um, yeah I forgot about that what was his name Marcel Marcel and it really just doesn't fucking work and I like wanted to go with something from season one but I was like I don't want the fucking monkey in it because it's stupid but luckily, there's there's nine more seasons, so yeah. So we instead, st- they we turned st- Ross into a monkey. <laughs> well, yeah, of sorts. Yeah. He's the worst friend, right? Okay, we'll friend. get to it. Okay, we'll I think we it. should start just before we pick the episodes, really quick. Who's your favorite of the friends group? Joey. I'm a Chandler guy. Chandler and Joey, I think, are the only right choices. Um, I'm a Chandler. But also Monica, but that's only because I am Monica and I want to like Monica. Maybe Phoebe on a good day. Phoebe's Phoebe's the least terrible friend, that's for sure. No, Joey's the least terrible friend. No. You don't think so? No, Phoebe's the least terrible friend. Joey might be uh, the most so problematic. <laughs> Joey is, is most, definitely like, the most sexually problematic assaulty. to people outside of the group. But when it comes to people inside of the group, particularly his friendship with Chandler... Joey's a very good friend. He's oh, the only friend on a show called Friends. He's a very good friend to Chandler. That's, that's yeah. true. They all hate each other. They don't hate. Mm-hmm. Who does Phoebe hate? I don't that, know if Phoebe's good, capable I don't know. of hate. She yeah. might have had a stroke that yeah. removed that capacity. On yeah, her. that's why. Okay, Phoebe's the nicest. Joey's the second nicest. Ross and Rachel hate each other ever since. Ross and Rachel are absolutely the worst, which is also why they make the best couple. Because they're Monica just hates all of them. Like tangibly want to know why because she hates herself because her fat phobia is so real but we'll get to it eh. we'll get to okay it. okay so okay so now we, that we've we, established the playing field let's get into it <laughs> we started with season five episode 14 the one where everybody finds out wasn't it, it was five yeah yeah i thought it was a later season oh yeah no, because they get married yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah, then okay. we had season eight um I and this is the switch. one where everybody finds out obviously find out that monica and chandler are together because they've been sleeping together for a while this is the most the trying to keep a relationship a secret part is not the most backwards part the turning it into i i would consider this like assault territory what happens between these two people early on before they're like turning it into a game it's like it made me uncomfortable watching this episode. Yeah, for sure. So should we explain like how the how the shenanigans get set up? Yes. Okay, so basically the premise of the episode, um <laughs> Rachel and Monica live across the street from this guy that they've they throughout the years of this show called the ugly naked guy. They look into his apartment. It's very also very problematic. Like fucking stop looking at this naked guy, dude. Like that's an invasion of privacy, but anyways, they they look across the apartment and they see moving boxes in his in his uh, apartment. And Ross was like, "Ooh, I want to move into his apartment," and so he puts an application in on it, which like blows my mind. How did you even find out which apartment that is? Like, I mean, I could yeah. I could theorize they walk like 
Like, what, they walk to the building, they're like, hey, any of these places for rent? Hey, no. where's the ugly naked guy live? Like, you live in an apartment building, you're looking at another building, you're like, alright, six floors up, this side. Like, you could do that. Isn't there a bit in Friends where Joey can't do that? Yeah. Like, he's unable, he, like, sees the hot girl, yeah. he's, like, eyeing him across the street, and yeah. then he's, un- like, he unable to... He getting the wrong... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. The dumb one can't do it, but... the the one with the PhD could figure it out. I guess. Okay. So yeah. So he wants to get that apartment, and then he goes over there, or he goes over there, Rachel and Phoebe, and they Phoebe's looking over, and she's like, "Oh, look, we can see into our apartment," and she sees Monica and Chandler undressing each other in the living room. Which my first note is just like, "What the fuck?" Okay, every one of those friends. First of all, either they don't lock that door, or second of all, they do lock that door, and everyone has keys to that door. Why, if you're trying to hide this relationship from everyone, why on earth would you stand in front of a not-blinded or curtained window, and also in the living room, where literally anybody could just open the door at any point? Because apparently there's no boundaries in this friends group. Like, they just waltz in at any... They don't even knock. They just waltz in. So you'd think that if they were really trying to keep their relationship a secret, they would have gone into her fucking bedroom. Yeah. It's also interesting, because we know where that window is in their apartment. It's not really near anything, like, comfortable. Like, yeah. So they're going to leave, assumably, their clothes are just going to be on a pile kind of near the window, and then they're going to move somewhere else to fuck. No, or I think they fuck say... next to a window. No, they fuck no, against the window. They fuck against the window. Later in the that episode, someone says yeah. they're like... So that that's on them, because that's pretty much on purpose at that point. Yeah. In time. How risky is you that? You have w- sex against a window. You're going to trust a janky old New York City window? It's like, they have a balcony so- out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. am 29 years old, and I can firmly say that I've never wanted to or ever actually done all the smudging, the sex on the window. Yeah, what am I going to Windex that? Afterwards? Chandler does no. not have the upper body strength to <laughs> to make that happen. And Monica's, it's pretty small. Monica's a, a, a anal bullshit about cleaning. She would absolutely never let her ass print be on that fucking window. Let me tell you. No, I I could see you could pitch it that she. That's part of it for her. That she enjoys uh, having the excuse to then clean the window. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. That's but either Because Monica, she's she a freak a little bit. Oh, a yeah. Absolutely. Bit, low key. So they hide they're all this. They're freaks, but they're, they're hidden about it because it's, you know, the 90s and the 2000s. They can't. Okay. They hide this from Ross by just screaming. Mm-hmm. Well, they scream. It gets Ross's attention. And then they scream more. And Ross is like, yep, must be nothing. Oh, Rachel and Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ross is a man-child idiot this entire episode, but in particular here where he's just like, well, you guys seem really excited and this seems like totally normal behavior to me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not questioning it at all. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, There's just like a lot of weird dynamics about the show, like Ross being the worst of all of them. Ross is absolutely the worst. Was Ross's ever, ever anyone's favorite friend? Um, yeah, I had friends in high school who were obsessed with mostly David Schwimmer as a person, but I imagine that has to have come from Ross. Is David Schwimmer the most milk toast celebrity like to ever walk the planet? Like, how do you have an he's obsession a, with him? He's a bit, yeah. I think there was a period of time 
outside of the character of Ross, where you could say objectively, like, oh, David Schwimmer's not a bad-looking guy. Like, he's pretty handsome. But they also make him look terrible on this show. Like, he looks like an idiot. He acts like an idiot. He doesn't dress particularly well. Part of that is just being the 90s. Nobody is dressed great. You know, nobody's nobody's really rocking the fashion trend. That's just because Jennifer Aniston's kind she's hot. Like, she could probably pull off anything. (laughs) But, like... She's objectively... Hot as yeah. fuck. Like Lisa Kudrow's yep, really like scandalous outfit. Even when Lisa Kudrow, at one point in time during this episode, when Phoebe shows her bra, I was like, "This is the most non-sexual display of a bra I've ever seen." Like I felt nothing about it. There were okay. parts of this episode that remind me that this was like a '90s artifact where it was filmed in front of live people. Yeah. So it's like the scene where they're looking at the windows and stuff like they're staging it so that people can see it like a play, but also shooting a TV show. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that is very awkward. So, yeah, I guess you couldn't go like too far with anything. It was also the 90s. So it's Um, like I'd also just like to take this moment while we're talking about Phoebe's bra to just can we take a few moments and just unpack Rachel's nipples? And it's not just this episode. It's literally every episode. It's literally all 10 seasons. Her nipples are always hard. Monica's are too. It is most, it is, okay, Monica's are sometimes. Rachel's are literally all the time. I just am curious, like, is this. It's chilly. Is it cold in the studio? If so, why does nobody else's nipple show? If so, why is Rachel literally never wearing a bra? Also, if it's not cold in the studio and everyone else has normal ass nipples, is it just Jennifer Aniston's nipples? Or do you think that before she goes into a scene, she's like twisting her nipples so they can get hard? Like why? Like what? Is there something wrong with my nipples that they're not hard all the time? On Earth, who do have disproportionately hard nipples? (laughs) Let me put it that way. (laughs) I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the med- there's a medical term for it. There is probably, but suffice it to say, there are people who just their nipples get hard faster than other people. And apparently, Jennifer Aniston suffers from this. My thought being that it's a big studio. You know, they have lights on them, so they crank up the air conditioning to balance things out because they don't want them sweating on stage. So likely, they end up being cold on stage instead. Now, apparently, these nipples can defeat most bras because i don't think she's going braless for all of these scenes right i she think can't. she's just powering through them um and i mean if you told part of me thinks that that's kind of the most feminist thing about this show where it's like if you told me oh well maybe she should have taped them up i'm like no let her show her nipples, nipples no up. i mean they i don't, don't have hate it yeah, it's not a weird sex thing. Free the nipple. Hashtag. I'm just, I'm just genuinely There's curious. There's more nipple. I've seen more nipple on friends than I've seen in my adult life outside of friends. It's including that, with my wife. Well, okay. Also, part of that is I don't. I've seen more uh, nipples under shirts in L.A. than I have in any of the places I've lived prior to this. I think people have a stronger aversion to bras out here. I'm guessing, my theory being, part of it is like the culture, but also it's the heat. Like, people don't want that extra layer of clothes. LA is not the hottest place, though. I feel like that would apply elsewhere as well. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, so I assume Friends was filmed in LA. Uh, So there, that might be another thing where it's like Jennifer Aniston's not going to wear a bra to work. 
And so then she's, you know, that's well, what happens. It was also the 90s, which I, I mean, I didn't wear bras in the 90s because I didn't have tits yet. But uh, I'm pretty sure like it was like a popular thing to have the underwire, but no padding uh, like in bras. So I'm sure she's uh, wearing a bra, but it doesn't have any padding. Therefore, her nipples are just poking through. So correct me if I'm wrong, Colleen, but the underwire is the most uncomfortable part, right? Yeah. 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 So, and then the padding, theoretically, would I mean, it's padding. It can't be uncomfortable. It's literally no. a pad. Yeah. So, they've, they've literally made the most uncomfortable possible type of bra for Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Just metal wire. Yeah, sounds we like fashion some, throughout the ages. We saw some yeah. at that store the other day when we were wandering, when I was, like, looking at bra. Because I, I personally hate underwire. I hate bras with cut i just i wear bralettes which are like just yeah. like basically like a light sports bra so there's no real structure to it and i was looking at them and there were a bunch that just had the underwire and i'm like but why yeah. that's the worst part i don't remember well, let's, that let's get to our podcast within a podcast bra talk <laughs> because we're here and i you know what i want to learn so what what is the advantage of the underwire like what is it what's the uh, aesthetic like, appeal does it make things look lift yeah, yeah it lift. lifts a little bit yeah and it also but so, it's just one wire because I've seen it on X-ray. Weirdly enough, I've seen underwires when people don't take off their bra to shoot a film. Uh, but it, so it's just one wire. I would think that whatever you have, it would just kind of like pinch up and not topple really over. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a cage or a like anything else. It's just a single wire. I, th- I, th- right, I don't so think already, it takes much. So already, like I'm just I don't have a bra on right now. So. Yeah. T- TMI for our listeners, but like I'm just putting my hands under there. Why can't I, I, it up. Why can't I see your nipples? It's chilly in here. Sorry, my nipples aren't hard all the time. Jennifer Aniston. All right. Jennifer Aniston said, <laughs> You know what's weird is that too Colleen's high. not wearing a bra. Matt's only wearing a bra. <laughs> <laughs> so I started cracking up because I thought you were going to go podcast on a podcast to Punch Squad. Could you beat Jennifer Aniston's nipples? But <laughs> we didn't go there. This is a different podcast than a podcast. Uh, I've been listening to, you know, Kind of Funny, mm-hmm. another podcast and video company on the internet. They did a series called MCU in Review where they watched every MCU movie up to Infinity War last year. So I was like watching those over the last few weeks and they have a bunch of podcasts within their podcast. <laughs> like about wigs, they have podcasts about abs, they have podcasts about all sorts of things. I think Punch Squad is a pretty solid podcast. <laughs> I think podcast. so. I actually have one lined yeah. up for this one. Okay, but... let's do it. Pun- oh, well, wait. We can't stack our podcast within a podcast. We okay, haven't okay. even well, left Bra Talk yet. So close it. This week's episode of Bra Talk was brought to you by MeUndies. <laughs> Thank you guys for <laughs> listening to Bra Talk. Go to MeUndies.com slash Bra Talk for 15% off. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? For 0% off. Yeah, I it, it, might, it might work. It might work. If it does work, <laughs> tell MeUndies they have a horrible flaw in their coupon system. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't tell them. No. Tell me first. I want to get some buddies. <laughs> okay. 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 So okay. back back to the episode. So Ross is in Ugly Naked Guy's apartment. He's all excited about it because Rachel and Phoebe are just jumping up and down trying to distract him. And so he doesn't look and find out that Monica and Chandler are doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And then let's see. We flash to he's probably back to one of their apartments at some point. No, it's a coffee shop. Is it where not they a coffee devise, shop? Yeah. Yeah. They devised the plan to 
they they actually come up with a pretty good gotcha first, which is like they've been making up these excuses to get out oh, away yeah. from the group, and they're gonna just like pile on their chores to like just stick it to them. And then Phoebe is like, no, 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 I'm gonna assault my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. It does feel very out of left field. Yeah. I know that's like Phoebe's character that she's like a little bit more sexually liberated, and that's like the joke in this series Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that that's her one character trait but there you go it seems like a bit of a logical jump that's not the first thing that i would jump jump to if i found out that two of my friends were secretly having sex i wouldn't be like oh i should hit on one of them because i'd still be like well they are my friends so maybe i shouldn't hit on them just in case (laughs) like I really did like Rachel's plan to, like, because she was, Phoebe was like, all those times they said they were doing laundry, and she was like, yep, doing it. And then Rachel was like, why don't we just give them actual laundry to do? Like, I think that's genius. Like, that's a good yeah. one. Like, oh, sorry, I've got to go, like, to X place. And you're like, great, I'll come. Or, like, oh, here's my laundry. Like, when she hands her a laundry bag. Like, that's fucking gold. Like, that's that's something I would do to See, my friends. that's, yeah, that is a friend moment. And that's what this show constantly deviates from. It's like, oh, we could be friends. It's like, no, we will be diabolical to each other. Yeah. like They took this one a little far. The next episode has one too. I mean, we'll get to it, but it's like, there's just some awfulness that happens constantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, these are your best friends, these people. Okay. So Phoebe devises a plan to try and seduce Chandler. And immediately puts it into action. Yeah. Now, say what you will about the plan itself. She's She's a doer. She yeah. gets the job done. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Can't blame Phoebe for that one. She's like, I got a plan. Let's start. I she, guess Joey could just man up and put an end to it all and just be like, hey, they know. Be a good yeah. friend. The story re- relies on Joey being so easily manipulated by everyone, which is in character for him. So yeah. I'll yeah. let that one go. That makes sense. I mean, that's where Joey is kind of mentally. He doesn't have the faculties <laughs> to mm-hmm. be like, guys, I don't think this is a good idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure he says it at one point. Well, he says it, but he can't do anything right. about it. Yeah. Well, good for him. Okay. Where does the episode go? They, then, like, immediately find out that they know. And then, yeah, then we cut to Monica and Chandler talking, and Chandler's like, oh, this is, this is I really liked. I felt like this is kind of me and you. Where Monica and Chandler are talking, and Chandler's like, you know, I think Phoebe hit on me today. And Monica was like, not possible. And Chandler's all, like, butthurt. Like, well, come on. It's, it's like, maybe possible. And she's like, absolutely not. There's no way she's attracted to you. Which nice. I, thought, I thought was pretty funny, but also mean in a typical Monica fashion. Yeah, that seems very much like me and you. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. I think that's a problem, guys. <laughs> this is a cry for help. <laughs> I don't. I don't know any couples therapy people. In it's the this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We wait for the reviews to trickle in. Thomas, yeah. if that is your real name, please <laughs> email with Tom- advice. We need your help. Thomas, maybe, who's to say? There's no way for <laughs> us to, to say but the email that's in my inbox. Who's to say but Thomas himself? Me. <laughs> I like the, the pseudo-anonymity of who it might or might not be. <laughs> exactly. That's how we keep it anonymous. Not by like actually keeping it anonymous, by, but just being so incompetent that they, it's hard to say what's true and what's false. Um, I, this episode just... Wait, hold on. Let's take a step back a bit. What made you pick this episode? Um, that's a good question. I don't remember. Feels like it should have been one that you were prepared for. I know. 
I think I picked it because I felt like there were pretty terrible people in it, and I wanted us to have an episode where they were. It was obvious that they were terrible people. Oh the second, yeah, the same, I think that's the second fair. One's yeah. the same. It's pretty. Second it's just the same. The only yeah. reason I ask is not because there are funny moments in the show. Like I think the show. Yeah, like I laughed out loud. Yeah, the show has its moments for sure, and like obviously picking it apart at it because it's the conceit of the podcast. Yeah. But it's like, how many? There's so many episodes of Friends, and I guess you could say this about any like syndicated sitcom, but it's like, it was just such an unremarkable 20 minutes, too. Like, this should be a huge moment that's like people are finding out that. I mean, it was. Okay, you, you're forgetting the part where Chandler says to Monica that he loves her. See, that's where. That's really. That's what Friends fanatics like me were holding on. Like, I was waiting for that. That's what's remarkable about that episode for a Friends fan is because you're watching it and it's just a typical, like, nothing stand out about the episode. They're funny, they're mean, whatever. Ha ha ha. And then you find out that Chandler's not only sleeping with Monica, which we knew already, but he's in love with her. And that's, like, a progression in this in the overall arc of Friends. Like, that's why you come to this episode. That's what you get out of this episode. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not, I, I mean, again, I'm not watching it with everyone weekly. Like, yeah. it was such a cultural phenomenon that I could get getting invested. Yeah. Watching a one-off, it's like... Well, that's the thing, too, yeah. about the about the show, right? Is, like, if you're watching it one-off, it's it's a decent, okay show. You're laughing. It's, it's pretty funny at some spots, but you have to really know every... Like, they call back to a lot of previous episodes and things that happen and things that happen in their relationships where it's more like it's more fun if you're caught up and, and you're totally watching the show and you're you're following along with it it's even fun afterwards to go back like now that i've seen them all and i know what's gonna happen it's still fun to go back and be like oh yeah i forgot that's how this this happens so it's definitely more of a show that's that's speaks to people if they're following it religiously i get that yeah, like, I, I definitely dipped in and out of Friends when it was on the air. I, de- I know I watched some of the later seasons as they came out just because it became such a thing. Like the whole will they, won't they, Ross and Rachel thing. I think yeah. I definitely, I feel like I watched the finale live on air. Yeah, I definitely did too. And I think that speaks to like one, the power of this show. Like it was so popular. I wept. And we were getting to the point like old enough to watch a sitcom and like, get it and follow along with it so it's like this is is an interesting pick because it hits that cusp of not late enough that it was like my own tastes or things to choose necessarily or so long ago that i have really no memory of it except the nostalgia yeah where it's like i remember friends airing and the finale and like how big of a deal that was so yeah okay okay we're Okay, so the episode, uh, Chandler and Monica joke about how no way Phoebe would be attracted to him. And then he's like, fine, I'm going to assault my friend back. And then they get in this chicken fight. Phoebe and Chandler get in this chicken fight of like, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down. And then we get to the part where I am so genuinely curious because I feel like Lisa Kudrow's reaction when she's wearing she's wearing the button up shirt and like Joey touches it and it unbuttons. I feel like her assault reaction again, huh? Assault again. Assault absolutely. Well, I don't think he meant to unbutton her shirt all the way. That's so my no, theory but he is he did because he then says like I'm a pro. 
Like, yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty sure the way that she reacted and the fact that this was like live, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, like, like you watching it's gonna it, be like one button. I, I think he was. I think he meant to do like one button, and it completely like I think maybe she was supposed to open the rest of them, and it like completely popped open because her face was like, <laughs> and then she just kind of had to roll with it and be like, oh shit, my tits are literally hanging out. <laughs> she did good. She Your did tits good. were yeah. that hanging out. No, no, no. I mean, they're by in most a big men, I think by modern TV, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, a dress could, in theory, look like that nowadays. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Like, that absolutely. could be the style, and I'd be like, oh, okay, sure. And I feel like there are outfits that Rachel wore on this show that were more revealing than Phoebe in a bra. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, definitely, because there's the one episode where she <laughs> is wearing lingerie when her boyfriend's parents walk in. But anywho, I digress. Um, okay, so then finally Chandler backs down and is like, okay, 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 you caught me. And Monica's hiding in the bathroom and he's like, you know, I'm in love with Monica. And then Monica comes out and the audience is like, oh, and then she's like, you know, you love me. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I love you too. It has like one of the purest moments in the actual friendship where Joey's like, dude. It's yeah, like, and like, and Phoebe's like, oh, I thought you guys were just doing it. I didn't know you were in love. It's like really sweet. I like that. It was a cute moment. Don't knock yeah. it. And what was even better about that episode was that Ross wasn't there. And yeah. I think that's there. really what brings it all home. He's well, just he gone. has a whole He's subplot. being a man child the whole episode. Yeah. He, so let's, quick Ross update. He tries to get into the naked guy's apartment. Uh, turns out a lot of people want it. He buys the naked guy a gift. I'm removing ugly naked guy because that's just too judgy. You guys are ugly on the inside, so maybe don't judge him for being ugly on the outside. (laughs) But he buys him mini muffins. Everybody's bribed him with way better things. Uh That was the one realistic aspect of the New York apartment scene that was portrayed, which is that people would be very competitive about it, right? Uh, That whole... And so he does that, then he goes... And, uh, what is it? Rachel suggests, like, appealing to him on a person-to-person level. So Ross goes over and says, oh, it's so brave of you to be naked all the time. Which I didn't know about the ugly naked guy was not that he was just naked in his apartment, but he's apparently he answers the door in the nude, too. Like, it's not that, he's not gonna throw a robot or anything. Yeah, he is a nudist, I guess. (laughs) Like, almost? I I guess so. (laughs) And that's how they bond. So they get naked, and, and that's they how they see bond. Turns naked out. Ross. Yeah, they see naked Ross. Uh, then at the end of the episode, to fulfill the episode title, Ross got the apartment by being naked with this other man. He's with his boss because he's lost his job at some point in time. He's been yeah, so that's another thing issues. that if you watch Friends, you'd know. So basically, he. A previous episode, I think it was the last Thanksgiving episode. I'm confused. No, no, no. Yeah, it was the Thanksgiving episode before this one. He brings a leftover sandwich, like a like a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich that Monica oh, made him to work the next the day, and somebody it. steals it, and he like and loses it, it. His boss steals a piece of it, eats like yeah. three bites, and then throws the rest of it away. Yeah. Which fucking reasonable reaction, Ross? Yeah. Fuck off. I somebody does a great cut where they they take out everything he's thinking during that episode. So it's just Ross being like dead silent and looking at people being super weird. They cut all the laughter and all of his like inner thoughts. So it looks like he's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn the yeah. show would take. 
Oh, also, yes. binging with Babish showed that the most maker doesn't really work, which is interesting to know. Mm-hmm. I don't Better off just putting a sandwich. layer of stuffing in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But besides the point. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's why Ross, Ross sees, is freaking out. Sees them. And so now everybody knows that Monica and Chandler. This guy is a fucking PhD. Mm-hmm. Is about to get his job back at a renowned museum. Yeah. Can't keep it together. For- He's a... 30, almost 30, if not already 30-year-old man. He's the oldest one, so he's probably over 30 in the show. Like, yeah. yeah. Can't keep it together to get his job back? No. Get it sick And, like, his adult sister, who can fucking take care of herself and do whatever she wants with her body and whoever she wants, and he fucking loses it. Like, so, such a typical Ross moment. He's the worst. Right, well, and that's uh, that's the worst part about it. Doesn't Ross like Chandler? Yeah. Like, aren't they best friends for yeah. a long time? I think Like, I next, appreciate, yeah, when... The next episode yeah. is just him, like, freaking out and then realizing that it's, like, okay because, like, he just thought that they were fucking. And even so, he should have been okay with it, but he thought, like, Chandler wasn't serious about Monica. And then when he finds out that Chandler is serious about Monica, he's like, oh, okay. Either way. Yeah. Wrong reaction. 100%. So yeah. I think to stick it to Ross, we should take it to the Punch Squad, where this week my my brilliant idea was you against a white-headed capuchin. Capuchin? I think that's how you say it. Monkey, which is what Marcel was. Oh, you Googled it. I Googled oh, it to confirm. You gotta fight the monkey, yeah. You gotta fight the Good. monkey. Wow, could I win? Is that the question? It, punch Squad rules are you have to take out this animal. In the wild, no arena, no locked-in area, bare fists only. No, I couldn't do it. You can't beat a little monkey? They're fast. Well, but that's oh. that's the thing. That's the other Punch Squad stipulation, is the animals are allowed to run away. Yeah. And the animals you, are allowed to run away. Yeah, it's not like a, a, a fist fight. It's can you knock right. out the animal stone cold? Yeah, no. Right, oh. and uh, so assuming we're squared up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like three, two, one, match starts, right? Yeah. If I don't land a haymaker on that monkey, which admittedly I think all punches at that point are going to be haymakers, it's a monkey, right? So right. if I nail that <laughs> monkey straight in the face, knock it out one one hit KO, yeah. I win. That monkey gets away. It's game over. It's game so over. I'm chasing down a monkey. You yeah. got one shot. You're basically like lining up and you're like, it's all riding on this. Well, you go right, he goes left, it's over? Yeah. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Uh, you're, you're telling me you're going to catch this monkey? I don't know. So I, what are the rules? So what are the rules here? So are you literally facing off and you're you're standing or can you sneak up on it? Well, when we fought. If you can sneak up on well, it, I, you might be able to. I'd, I'd give myself a 75% well, shot. Well, when we of fought the elephant, it. there was some strategy. Like you didn't have to necessarily three, two, one it. So it's okay. like you're in the wild. You got to take out one white-headed. Okay, if it's like monkey. Hitman, it's like somebody <laughs> a man hands you a dossier and you open it up. It's got a picture take of out Marcel. <laughs> take out Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> he knows too much. He knows state secrets. <laughs> take out the monkey. So you're gonna go up okay. and like donkey punch this fucking monkey, like just exactly. in the back of the head. Just take it out. You're I'm saying st- you got no I problem? still think it would be difficult to win. I think that it would be fight, harder right? to sneak up on a monkey than go just like, exactly. go to toe with it. You want to find that monkey in its home? 
He's got. He's probably got backup. You know, Marcel, yeah, charismatic monkey. If you add more monkeys, I'm screwed. Like, yeah, yeah. it's true. You just, it's got to be one on one. It's got to be one. I see. Here's where I disagree with you guys. You're thinking too literal about the punch squad. I'm thinking kicks. So <laughs> okay. oh, this, oh. this monkey goes sprinting. This is him. where Matt breaks off and starts his own podcast called the Kick Crew. <laughs> <laughs> if you just okay, you. You could probably sprint faster than this monkey. I don't know. It's got the whole, you know, like being able to swing from trees advantage. Yeah, but we're in the wild, right? Are we in its habitat? If it's got trees, oh. what? I'm going to climb? Mm. Are we in a new habitat? If it starts to climb, you might even, you could just grab it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, grab it. Grab a monkey. Just I, straight out of it. Pluck it out of the air, Bruce I, Lee. No thank you. I feel you. like monkeys have like <laughs> we diseases just... or something, and if it bites you, you... Uh, that's I just too I, it's too risky. I, we should well, have the, asked that the lady. Bite the doesn't Bronx count zoo. though. If you die at a later date, you still won the punch. Let's just right ask there. that crazy lady from the Bronx Zoo to actually fight these animals for us. The one who climbed into the lion enclosure. Yeah, we'll just send her and just say like, okay. She, I mean, she listened to one episode of The Punch Squad and she was, she was like, like, yeah, I can beat this fucking lion. Yeah. I don't even remember what the middle episode was. I remember elephant and I remember. Maybe it was lion. Was it hedgehog? No. It's hard to say. I think animals definitely came up. Punch Squad came up. I think you had to fight Sonic, but it was like a Sonic sized actual hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds about right. I think Maybe Thomas knows. I think we say. lost hedgehogs because I think they would flee and like, are you going to find flee. a hedgehog? It was a bunch of hedgehogs. Yeah, it was, it was a, a number of normal hedgehogs to make to Sonic the, the hedgehog. To make Sonic the hedgehog. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> okay, I had a note. One last note on this episode and then we'll move on to the next one. I don't one. think any of us could beat the monkey. I'm just being optimistic. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, my last note that I wrote. I mean, I, I just... could beat the monkey. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> I could choke the chicken if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and this leads me to my next point. My final point was like when Chandler and Phoebe, Phoebe were going to like, they were like playing this sexual abuse chicken, if you will. Um, and Chandler, Chandler was like trying to like have all this sexy talk. I was like, this is just me and Matt in normal life are we bad at sex objectively (laughs) it's like the least sexy thing i've ever heard and i'm like that sounds like matt (laughs) i don't think if you're on the start of the bell curve and timing you could be in the good part (laughs) okay i'm gonna go cry Uh, again (laughs) our podcast with the podcast couples therapy Uh, (laughs) i learned a lot any final thoughts on this episode I think this episode, this episode, they're worse to each other. The next episode, I just have problems where they're bad at being friends. I I would say I thought they were nicer to each other in this one. Maybe not nicer to each other, but they're definitely worse people in the next episode. So the next episode that we chose was season eight, episode nine which is the one with all the rumors, which is one of the Thanksgiving episodes where Brad Pitt guest stars as somebody that Monica and Rachel went to high school with, who used to be a really fat kid that Rachel used to pick on and be mean to, apparently. Um, 
whose name is Will, and he comes over for Thanksgiving. So my whole problem with this is that if you invite someone to Thanksgiving, like out on a whim, and they're an old high school person who you know had problems getting picked on because your brother was in the I Hate Rachel Club Mm -hmm. with him, you probably run it by who's going to be there. Yeah, I would absolutely have warned Rachel. First thing would have been like, hey, by the way, this guy, we went to high school with him. He really hates you. Monica. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so she only knew a relatively short time before Rachel even showed up, right? Because she didn't know that that was going on. It was only when Brad Pitt shows up and says, oh, I hate Rachel Green that she knows. Right. No, I, I know that like that's when she gets clued in. I mean, obviously, I think she could have run it by more people. Like, did she tell Ross? Ross could have been like, oh, this might not be a good idea. Right. Or no, Ross didn't any... know until until he got there. Right. That's what I'm I, he... I, I don't know. I think so. But I think if you're going to bring an old high school friend over who probably had a rough time being obese in high school and you have like your friend who is known to be the popular girl, because this isn't the first time that you find out Rachel was horrible in high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you have the whole scene where Ross gets ready for prom. Yeah. Yeah. She's a terrible person. Anyway, just saying, a little bit of forethought could have prevented the whole episode. I I would agree. I would agree. I think this a- episode ages really well, given the fact that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are divorced in, like, three years after this episode is done. Were they married when this episode was recorded? They were married, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Attractive yeah. couple. Yeah. 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 I mean, the next one's Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, so he does well for himself. Yeah, really Who's Jennifer Aniston with now? He was with Justin. She was with Justin Thoreau, the guy from The Leftovers. Oh, God. He's a sexy hunk of meat, too. Mm. <laughs> okay. Break me off a piece of that. I'd rather have that than Brad Pitt. Moving further down the bell curve. <laughs> okay, he's a really sexy <laughs> man. And he's that. a pretty good actor, too. I th- I, eh, I'm, I'm beginning to think that this podcast is some sort of advanced form of cuckolding that I wasn't informed about. <laughs> is that okay. why Matt's wearing the bra? Is yeah. that like a shame thing or what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's just say we can never turn this into a video podcast. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, so... I don't know people knew what I was so, wearing. So Monica invites Will to Thanksgiving and then... First, we get Monica telling Joey that there won't be a turkey at Thanksgiving because Rachel... Oh, Rachel's pregnant with Ross's baby at this point. Has a poultry aversion. And she has a poultry aversion, so she doesn't want... She's not going to eat turkey. Phoebe's been a vegetarian this whole show. Vegan? No, vegetarian. There's no way. There's no way she's vegan. character in the 90s was vegan. You never know. Uh, Except for you definitely do know. and There's no way. Uh, So yeah, she's vegetarian. And then Monica mentions that Will is still on a diet. Which just brings me to my first point of how is it that both of them were obese in high school. And yet he's still on a diet. And yet you've never... There's not one... There's one episode where you see Monica fucking exercising... How does this bitch weigh 105 pounds? It's just unrealistic. Like, they should talk more about her diet and exercise regime. I assume the only reasonable way this works, she had hypothyroidism. She started thyroid medications. It all fixed itself. She never actually had to diet and exercise. That's the only reasonable solution. They definitely talk about how she, she went dieting and did all the stuff and lost all this weight well yeah they talk about how brad pitt is like like just lost the weight 
Like he's actively losing it. Doesn't that's not really how dieting works? Like you would still have to eat healthy, but whatever. Yeah. Also, you don't go from super fat to Brad Pitt. Yeah, no, no. You we know, all know if that somebody loses all yeah. that weight. You look like a person who lost weight. It's not yeah. a bad look. It's just usually people can tell. Yeah, yeah. It's very unrealistic. Also, I Brad Pitt. Is it hard? Is it harder to act in television shows? Because I felt like his acting was absolutely terrible. I think it just speaks to it's like not well, not super well written, not really well directed, not multiple, like not hundreds of takes to get the right. Yeah, I guess yeah. it was like. Plus, live. this isn't exactly like Fight Club. It's not like he was given very much to work with. Yeah, he also he doesn't look that. I mean, he's still Brad Pitt. Yes, he's a very handsome man. He looks worse than he could. I guess yeah. that's my point. It's like, you know, his potential attractiveness is very high. I'm like, what's going on with your hair right now? This is the outfit they chose for you. Like, I look at Brad Pitt now, who's a much older man, and I'm still like, yeah, way better looking than he this looks, Brad Pitt. Yeah. I, I he mean, aged we, like a fine wine. Yeah. All the movies he's in now, he looks better in than he does in this episode. Yeah. And he acts later. better. A lot better. Well, yeah. That's... And I'm just, I'm just genuinely curious, like, if it's a, like, if it just takes a different kind of, like, do you think that the people and friends would be bad at acting in movies? Like, is it a very different... I don't know. It must yeah, be. I think it's different. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's are, plenty of guest stars. Part, right? Yeah. Like, but, David Schwimmer does voice acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jennifer Aniston's the Courtney only Cox. one that really had, like, any movies. I know... Uh, Matthew Perry had one or two. The whole yeah. nine yards, right? Matthew Perry, yeah. That's and he true. did 17 again. His yeah. version of 17 again with um, that guy... Uh, handsome dude, High School Musical, Zac Efron. Mm. It's not a bad movie. I've seen it more than once, and I've been <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I don't know why I've seen it more than once, but there you go. Like Zac Efron, know, not a bad actor. I know Courtney Cox is in other shows, but I don't know about movies. But Courtney Cox I think, did Cougar yeah. Town, which was apparently very good. Ah, I loved Cougar Town. Yeah. Anywho, I never saw it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, and so basically, Will gets there and he's bitching about how um, how much he hated Rachel, and he brings <laughs> he also brings a pie, which I thought was really funny. He's like, "It's no fat, no carb, no sugar. It's no good. Just throw it out." And I was like, "Yeah, no one would do that. Why would you bring it, sir?" That's also the '90s version of dieting. Yeah, so that kind of does make sense. Yeah, like nowadays the joke would have been like, I brought like a gluten-free crumble, gluten-free thingamajigger, whatever. Like yeah. it's got quinoa and all this stuff. Yeah. And honestly, the joke nowadays might be that it is delicious. Right. I think the joke nowadays would be that uh, like Joey's character would hate this character for the whole episode and then actually try the thing that they brought and be like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Maybe I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I see it. If I was writing this right now, friends in modern, uh, what is it? The modern day Seinfeld Twitter account. That's always so good. Modern day friends. That's how I'd write this episode. He would get a cease and desist on you and actually take you down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I also uh, just so wanted to mention that I felt like, Matt was Joey in this episode with like the needing a turkey because he's always I don't like turkey and he's always forcing me to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. But also the fact that like while Monica's like, you're not gonna be able to eat this turkey. Uh, and then Joey's like eating potato chips beforehand. And I was like, that's such a Matt move. That's well, also science. What do they not believe in leftovers? Like just keep half the turkey, half sandwiches for a week. I, I in fact, no we have another whole episode about Monica's leftovers. I know. 
The other thing is, she knew that she wasn't going to be making a turkey. And then when Joey put up a fuss, she bought an 18-pound turkey just to spite him. Well, that's clearly, like, yeah, that makes sense. That part I love. That's another another moment where they're just terrible friends to each other. I think that's actually pretty fun. That's that's good, like, friend ribbing. Like, you would do that. Like, if Matt did, yeah. Yeah. If I were like, I'm going to eat a whole goddamn turkey this year because you never helped me, you'd be like, oh, I got our turkey at the store. It's 24 pounds. Maybe, but also she never even mentions it. Like, she doesn't say it outright. Like, I don't know. I feel like they could have played it Isn't up a bit a more. Isn't she a cook? Yeah, she's a chef. She'd be like, we can make stock. We can make all these sandwiches. Yeah. Like, makes me mad. Yeah, yeah, she shouldn't be worried at all about leftovers, really. Yeah. I think, she, if anything, based on Monica's character, she would make the turkey anyways just because that's who she is as a person. That's yeah. what I would think. That's, like, yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. has to be perfect. Because that's the holiday they always do on the show, right? Like, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. So There's that's like their event episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that would be, to me, yeah, it would always be a Thanksgiving meal, like, thoroughly. I don't know. So Brad Pitt, Will, Will's his name, right? Will. And Rachel hate each other, or she doesn't remember. Turns out that Will and Ross were the co-founders of the I Hate Rachel Green Club. Yeah. And... They spread a rumor that she was a hermaphrodite. Yeah. And that's where this episode so gets really problematic. Even... Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, ah. I'm like, ah, I don't want to get into this part. Like, it feels weird just like regurgitating a show that I didn't write. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, so it's, that? it's like Clerks, right? Isn't there a big bit in Clerks about how one of the characters girlfriends has a like a uh giant clit or something like that yeah there is a bit the one bit that stands out between the clerks is like the guy finds out his girlfriend has sucked like 37 dicks or something like that <laughs> yeah that's the best part of the whole movie because then there's a line where she's storming out and she's like i'm walking home and she's like don't try to suck a dick on your way over there <laughs> which is pretty funny i've never seen it that's a great movie the point being it's just like it's it's a weirdly controversial joke on a medium that can't deliver on that joke at all. Like, yeah. they can't go any further than just her maybe being a hermaphrodite and that being an issue. It The funny thing about it is it does sound like a rumor somebody would start in high school. No, it absolutely does sound like a high school rumor, which is, like, where I think, like, in the writer's room you can imagine this getting put to paper and be like, oh, yeah, this is the one. But, oh, it's so just... Well, and then you get to the even more problematic bit, which is where we find out that Rachel was the one that spread a rumor, or Ross finds out that or set, words are hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Rachel spreads a rumor that Ross was making out with a teacher, but it turns out it's not actually a rumor. She actually saw him making out with a teacher, which is, and then he's defending it, and it's like, Ross, sweetie, you were sexually abused by an adult. Um, this yeah, that actually okay. explains a lot. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. okay that he's a terrible sort person, of... I guess, because he's never moved past that. Yeah, he's been severely traumatized by Severely it. traumatized. Like, Rachel didn't have any implications from people thinking she had also a penis because she didn't find out about it until she was 31 years old. <laughs> Ross was literally sexually assaulted 
as a teenager. They make some like offhand comments about how hard her struggle was because like one person didn't date her or something. Yeah. Well, even then, Monica calls bullshit by the end of the episode. She's like, everybody wanted to be you. She right. said, like, girls want it stuffed their panties to look like they were a member. That was a pretty funny joke. I'll, yeah, she, they, she said one girl even put a tootsie roll in her pants to pretend she had a teeny weeny. Uh, so bad. But, yeah, the <laughs> Ross so part was really, I mean, between that and all the fat shaming that happened in this episode, it was. It had an incredibly relatable line for me where he says, like, Brad Pitt's like, what can I complain about? I'm thin and I'm rich. I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> i literally wrote that quote down and i was like wow i'm i'm that one line of brad pitt and then every other time i'm a joey <laughs> yeah so a Chandler. Uh, as a joey. not the stupid part though you're really smart thanks i'm mostly not on the show because again no people of color yeah so, yeah, well, yeah what are you gonna you do a cab driver <laughs> maybe a cab driver maybe a cab yeah driver. probably you know the funny thing is so i, I was gonna ask uh, well, you know what? I'll wait. A- any more closing comments on this episode? It's just no. a lot. Like, the problematic jokes really stack up towards the end. It's like fat shaming, hermaphrodite, like gender shaming, and then. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like. It, this show has a really weird dynamic where it's like the main plots are. Maybe, I mean, again, limited sample slide. Main plots are like kind of awful, mm-hmm. and then the subplots are oddly lighthearted. Yeah. Like, we have this, like, potentially life-ruining rumors and bullying happening in high school Mm -hmm. and assault and then joey against the turkey yeah and he walks in in maternity pants and stretches him really big which was also a thing that my sister and i laughed about every thanksgiving every single thanksgiving we joke about how we're gonna put put on our turkey eating pants yeah relatable it's very relatable unlike the sexual assault yeah it's so (laughs) weird like I, I don't get it. It's like that Joey plot is like, hey, based on statistics, I think that sexual assault joke might be more relatable. And let's get into it. Let's talk about the problem of <laughs> sexual assault in this country. All right, I'm out. <laughs> so a, a podcast within a podcast. Sexual assault yeah. corner? I don't no. know. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm remember out, remember my well. shirt joke? Colin, I tried. This is yours. I can't believe you started ago. that joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, my, one of my other comments that I just wanted to make in general about the show is, like, so much fat shaming, which I really, truly hate. And also, like, all of these people are in their late thir- late 20s, early 30s. How the fuck do they look like 21-year-olds still? Like, it's just so un- unrelated. I mean, the only thing that's, like, realistic is late in the later seasons when Chandler... In real life, Matthew Perry was, like, going through mental crises or crises or whatever you call it. And he's, like, he gained a bunch of weight because he, like, quit drugs or whatever. I don't know. It's, like, a whole thing. I mean, yeah. It's a bunch of... Oh, yeah. He was, like, crazy on cocaine the whole time, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he finally quit. Yeah. And then he quit and then he gained a bunch of weight because... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be one thing if the fat jokes, which are throughout the whole show... Literally. ...were self-deprecating or something, but it's a bunch of beautiful people yeah. ripping on being exactly. not beautiful. Exactly. It's like, oh my god, the worst thing that could ever happen to me is being fat. Or like, losing oh, this okay. two-bedroom apartment right in the East Village. Yeah, that's... Apartment's very unrealistic as well. But it just I just really hate all the fat shaming. I really hate it. It's something that I didn't notice when I was younger, right? Because of course I'm younger. 
I'm being told that it's not okay to be fat by every media ever. So it's just like, it was totally normal. And now that I'm older and I'm realizing like, hey, people are okay with you. And like, it's okay to embrace your changing body as your metabolism slows down and like all this stuff. And you're like, oh, um, this was bad. This is bad. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't yeah, have not a hot this. look. Not a hot yeah. look for you. Should not be, <laughs> should not let my children watch this when they're older. <laughs> No, maybe not. <laughs> might send the wrong message there. <laughs> but to be fair, I was also recently rewatching um, How I Met Your Mother, which was from to the late two thousands, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was definitely after post Friends. Yeah, and it was still bad. Still right. So that's what I was gonna bad. say. Is that How I Met Your Mother is much more of like my friends. Like that's definitely a show that I watched more week to week and like kept on up on. And yeah, same thing with, like, representation on that show, too. Mm -hmm. Still predominantly white. I mean, the main brown person on that show is actually a A cab cab driver. driver. (laughs) Yeah. Admittedly, they like him a lot, but he's still a cab driver. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Also, Scrubs is also a show that I would consider my, like, friends. And admittedly, more diversity on that in general. Still a shocking lack of Indian people in that fucking hospital, is all yeah, I'm saying. It true. is a residency. <laughs> uh, there'd be more Indian people. <laughs> we all know. Let's get real. Anything else about the episodes? No. There are, I Okay, overall thoughts on these episode episodes and Friends in general. I love Friends still, and I recognize it as problematic. And it's one of those things where if I did show it to my child in the future, to be like, yeah, I used to watch this, I would preface it and be like, hey, things were bad in the 90s and the 2000s. We've progressed. And of course, you know, the kid would be like, well, nothing's different now. Like, now we have these problems. And then when my kid's older, they're going to be like, yeah, my mom used to think this was bad. You know you know what I mean? Like, it's always, there's always going to be something problematic that that the culture's not woke about, if you will. Kids aren't going to watch sick. Yeah, I mean, we're rapidly approaching Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale, so culture, yeah. this might be the least of our problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, the problem with friends for me is, like, one, they're not friends. I stand by that. And, like, I don't love any of the characters. Like, I totally get how they're relatable and, like, why you would have a favorite of the group and that sort of thing. So I don't, like, click with it as hard. But the other thing, too, is, like, for how popular and how successful it is, and I I probably feel this way about a lot of super successful sitcoms, like, how I Met Your Mother, I don't love. Big Bang Theory, I certainly do not like. Friends. Let's or, not yeah. talk about but, it. Because that's an hour in and of itself. Like, it, it's just like, for a show, I don't see why the show was like as huge as it was, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it's that incredibly funny. And I just, I just don't get it. Like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, I see that, but I get it. But that's. I get it because, well, I don't know. I feel like just people wouldn't get it if they're not, like, it depends on what you're watching TV for, right? Like, people get different things out of TV. Yeah, for no, me, I it's think that's... less about, like, the day-to-day episode. It's more about, like, the overall arc of the characters and, like, watching them, gr- yeah. like, watching Joey, you know, grow to realize that he doesn't want to be a womanizing asshat. He wants to be serious and, or watching Phoebe 
she settles down with Paul fucking Rudd. Y'all remember that? Paul Rudd. I no. I, yeah, I mean that. See, that's something good in this show, Paul Rudd. All, all the parts are there. Agree about that. I I think it more just speaks like I like like Thirty Rock is my favorite sitcom because I like just like the sharp writing and more just like constant jokes and jabs and care less about the overarching. Yeah, and with Thirty plot. Rock, I would say generally doesn't have that overarching right. story. Yeah, and I think Friends is very much the opposite, where yeah. it's like, and same with How I Met Your Mother, where it's more of like a progression each yeah. season towards something, and I just don't find that. Yeah. that rewarding to watch yeah so going back to it so when you add the problematic bits and then i don't have i have the bit of tail end nostalgia but since it's just not my cup of tea it's just like yeah it's fine to put on and i, I don't mind watching it but yeah it's just eh. it's like the thing that i always go back to like if i'm i think when i had food poisoning a couple years ago like all i did was just sit at home for three days watching friends yeah i get that if i get the flu or if i don't feel good it's kind of like my comfort food but for tv because i know exactly what's going to happen it's entertaining enough that i but it's not i don't have to pay attention to it because it's not like actually something that like it's not like a i don't really need to page like you could miss four episodes and pick up where like you wouldn't have missed that much yeah. You'd, you'd figure it out. Yeah. I'd argue that Parks and Rec is probably the first one that vaguely progresses week to week and is actually, like, really good. Yeah. Like, I will watch through Parks and Rec. I will stand by that through to the end, pretty much. I think that show is really good. And does have, like, progression week to week. Like, does have vaguely an overarching plot, but also, like, your bubble parts of the episode. I mean, Parks and Rec is the best I yeah. I want to make my spinoff podcast called Sure Thing, where it's anything Michael Sure has created. <laughs> the U.S. Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Good Place. Come uh, on. Uh, the Good Place as well is amazing. Yeah. Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine is amazing. Yeah. Sure Thing, that's a solid podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. It's so good. But this is also like, it's one of those, um, I don't, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. It's like. Use English. I know. Uh, well, just, try Italian. I'm just. Uh, I don't. Hey, uh, pick Latin. Buongiorno. <laughs> Buongiorno. Ciao. Dominic Tiumacoco. <laughs> I forget the name. Gelato. Baxter. Yeah. Um. Now I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, what were we That's talking about? That's a bingo. Were you talking about <laughs> the progression piece? Like, oh, oh yeah. And there was that like article, or there, it's been all over Twitter and everything recently, where it's like some I don't remember who it was, but some stupid fool was like yeah i can't do comedy anymore because everyone's offended by everything it was the as like does anyone still use woke anymore it's like the director of the joker so Uh, that speaks to it yeah so it's like that where but it's like realistically like there are i mean that person's obviously a fucking idiot because there are lots of good shows that aren't as problematic like the good place and like all these michael sure is just amazing but it's like a friends does not fall into that category. I still love it, but it's definitely if they made it today, it would be a very it would have to be a very different show in order to actually resonate with I an don't audience. Really, you know, so that's the thing. I don't actually think it needs to be that different. I don't think like it just needs to these things, that's what's the worst part about it is it seems superfluous. Like all the fat jokes, all of the like the hermaphrodite stuff, the kind of casual sexual assaults it's all just set dressing like the actual plots aren't problematic no it's just that 
they've they filled it with shitty jokes. Yeah, the like, overall just story. Just take a different could... writer. Yeah, and you could rewrite every episode and it would have been yeah. fine. Exactly. Like, the overall story could be exactly the same. It could be Monica and Chandler ending up together. It could be Phoebe finding Paul Rudd. It could be Rachel and Ross finally getting together. Spoiler alert. Um, it yeah. could. It would absolutely still work, but yeah. they would just need to rewrite literally every subplot. There are, there are apparently. Yeah, well, like, though, but as we discussed, the subplots actually work perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like you drop that Joey subplot in any episode of any TV, you put that right into How I Met Your Mother. It's Jason Siegel instead of, yeah. uh, instead of or playing Joey rather. And that's a, it works perfectly, right? That's true. Uh, you drop it into. I don't know if it would really fit into the Good Place. What's on now? That's like a sitcom that people really like. I watch the Good Place. Yeah, the Good Place is still on. We're behind on it. Brooklyn Nine Nine is still on. Modern Family. Put it right into an episode of Modern Family. Yeah, it works perfectly. It does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's accounts, and and again, I'm like pulling back from what I've seen on Twitter and and the internet, but I'm pretty sure there was accounts of like the Friends writers' room being like a horribly sexist and toxic place to work. Not surprised. Like a lot of retrospectives have come out, like because of (laughs) what we didn't see that coming. Because of it being the 20th anniversary of the show. Uh, 20th? 15th? I don't know. Must have been 15th of it ending last year or this year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it makes sense. Like, I think knowing that backstory and rewatching it, like, you start to see how problematic maybe some of the people who are pulling the strings, like, had the higher <laughs> the decision to, like, what made it to TV. That's true. But yeah, I, I think it's also, it's just such a safe sitcom format that. I relate to characters in The New Girl or even How I Met Your Mother, where it's just like a buddy sitcom more than I do Friends. Yeah, that's right. Seinfeld, especially. I know. You love Seinfeld. It's just so funny. They're just terrible people. Seinfeld's very good. We'll revisit Seinfeld, I just, but I, I, I didn't really watch it much. Yeah, we could probably save Seinfeld. Yeah. I, I can think of a few episodes I would pick for Seinfeld. Obviously, the Master of Your Domain episode, that's got to be one. I think the Suit Nazi is like a classic episode. I love. I know good episodes. I love the bet. The The bet, yeah. Oh my god. Those are like three episodes I actually know. The Master of Your Domain. Yeah. 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 That Um, was really good. But yeah, I think Friends, Good. I I mean, I would recommend it still, but with a caveat. Perfectly fine background noise TV, especially if you've seen it before and like get those like heart swell moments yeah i don't know if i'd recommend it to somebody who hadn't seen it actually now that i'm thinking about it like if somebody were like i've never watched an episode of friends i'd be like it's probably fine within the year i want to say like maybe a few months ago i had turned on friends because apparently i'd watched a bunch of it on netflix i turned it on and just let it run in the background and it's it's fine background noise yeah um i i don't you know i it's like one of those things where it's like I could almost recommend it to people as like, hey, watch this to like kind of understand what this generation was like kind of growing up watching in a weird way. Like, but otherwise, I don't know if I would tell somebody, oh, they need to start it. Like if somebody hadn't seen Parks and Rec at all, I would say we should watch Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like, let's sit down and watch Parks and Rec. It's great. Right. Uh, I'd skip the first season and I'd get to get to work. <laughs> uh, but. I don't think I would do that with Friends. If somebody, I don't know a person who hasn't seen some of Friends because I think it was also internationally very successful. Yeah, like in a weird way, which is not normal because it's like there's nothing. It is 
mainly, I guess because the plots were simple to translate, maybe? Probably. I, I don't know. That's that's up in the air. But anyways, uh, getting to it then, how many grilled cheeses is Friends? Oh, it's been a while. I forgot this question was coming. Um, oh, it's it's coming. Um, like a classic grilled cheese? The classic grilled cheese, not the fancy grilled cheese. You can't, I can't give it a whole one by any means. I'd give it a whole grilled cheese. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, you know what? I'd give I it a grilled cheese very, and a tomato soup. I think that's very in character for Colleen, though. I give that's, it... Because based a, on your description of what the show means to you, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if ha- you had been eating a grilled cheese while exactly. watching Friends. I was just thinking that's like comfort food. I give it a quarter of a grilled cheese, but the heathen has cut it into squares and se- or on the non-diagonal. Yeah. Oh, well, that might that's that's a that's a pretty harsh review. That's a scathing review. <laughs> scathing. Yeah, these aren't the, these aren't wedges. Review. These are just squares. <laughs> these aren't wedges. I would give Friends. I, Keep in mind that I don't necessarily love it. I'd probably give it half of a wedged grilled cheese. That's fair. You know, not the half with less cheese in it, though. Because yeah. you know how one half always ends up a slice. It always, cheese yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, it's science. This is, I, I, it's like, f- uh, it's like a 0.49 grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we wrap this up, I just want to say, and it would have been more fitting early in the show, but like, this is also one of the few things early on like that far back that i feel like i can remember not liking just because everyone liked it mm. i wonder this was your hipster oh, moment? yeah not like my one well, there's many this is your first hipster i moment? think during college in particular a lot of the things that matt and i talked about was hating things that other people found to be good right and i know friends came up during it where we would both be like oh seinfeld's way better than friends exactly uh, it just seems like now, such a safe fallback to say that like I know, yeah. I, so it's just like I wonder how much of that bias is not the problematic stuff. I do not want to give that a. Pass. I'm sure there's problematic stuff in Seinfeld. Oh, there absolutely oh, is. Probably. Yeah. I think in Seinfeld you can always get the pass a little bit, not entirely, but in the fact that they are just bad people. Yeah. Like it's like if there's problematic stuff on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, they're awful. That's yep. the point. That's why I don't like, <laughs> like that show either. But yeah, I, I did just want to wrap up with that, that it's just like, take it with a grain of salt, because that's still probably biasing my opinion of it now. Yeah, for sure. You're like, what's the big yeah. fucking whoop? Why yeah. does everyone love this? Exactly. It's stupid. Ugh. Yeah. I, I, unlike Matt, have grown softer in my old age, uh, and I'm taking some pills for that. But <laughs> besides the point... <laughs> See, I, I, give, I, I give Fred's a, more of a pass than i would have in the past i think i can see the appeal i can see why it would matter to some people i think the heart swell moments kind of work i as i compare it to how i met your mother because the heart swell moments on that show still hit me yeah um now and maybe we'll do a how i met your mother episode in the future it seems recent it feels recent to me it's enough far enough in the back that you it. could do it yeah it's probably what like 15 years uh 10 yeah. years ago i mean the office aired 15, 15 years ago? Maybe Are it was we ancient I think what? first, I think first season office would be a great episode to do just to talk about Michael the Scott's progression hair. of Michael Scott's hair because it's whack. <laughs> the <laughs> final, okay, the first episode of How I Met Your Mother was 2005. The final was 2014. Yep, so. Wow. 2014 is not that long ago. 
Yeah, but 2005 is a while ago. It is a while ago. It is a while ago. Right, we have maybe, plenty of maybe. we have plenty of stuff in the in the the the, in the, the hopper. Tank. The tank. The point being that I use it as my touchstone yeah. because that feels like a closer resonance to me. Um, and yeah, I, I I do think Friends has some merits. It definitely like I don't blame people. I you know a lot of people were super upset when Netflix was talking about getting rid of Friends. Yeah. I think Netflix played a lot of money to keep Friends. And I see that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite make as much sense to me as The Office, because The Office is like kind of infinitely rewatchable, except some of those later seasons. Yep. See, but that's. I don't. Later seasons of Friends hold up to people who are Friends fans. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the later seasons of The Office are. I was just about to say, that's the other thing about Friends that I really like is that, like, rewatching The Office, I literally. I want to say I make it five episodes past when Michael's gone, and then I just give up most of the time. And sometimes I'll revisit, like, a couple funny ones that I know I really liked. But for the most part, like, for me, it was just, like, done when Michael was gone. And, yeah, which, I skip from when Michael's gone to the last few yeah. episodes where it's like, yeah. oh, now Dwight's becoming the boss and all this stuff. Like, that yeah. stuff feels like kind of the emotional closure that they yeah, should the payoff. put right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, where it's like how Parks and Rec does the one year skip for its last yeah. season. So the office should have done the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. So but with Friends, it's like it really does. The story goes. It, it's just good. I just really like it. It's fun to like it ends with like I feel like it just made sense to end the office. Maybe not right when Michael left, like maybe wrap some stuff up. But I feel like it would have made more sense to do that. Whereas, like, Friends ended in the perfect way. Ross and Rachel have a baby together. They get together finally. Monica and Chandler, are they bring home their twins or whatever that they're adopting because they couldn't have kids. Like, it's very it's very nice and neat. And it's a good, fun storyline. to find. And it's fun. It's also fun to watch them, like, you know, you're watching these characters. Like, Monica always talked about having kids. And then it's it was interesting. I mean, I feel like it's it's interesting that they even for the time that they even talked about the fact that they they couldn't have a baby. Like, I feel like that to me at the time was like, ooh, wow, they're actually talking about infertility. Like, wow. Yeah, that is actually kind of a big thing. Yeah. That I don't even think gets discussed very much nowadays. Like, just, yeah. I mean, it's it's more interesting to talk about people, like, accidentally getting pregnant as opposed to people not being able to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, Which, admittedly how I met your mother did a plot about it too but. yeah I mean friends does both right they Rachel accidentally gets pregnant from Ross and Monica and Chandler can't get pregnant so it's like it's 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 good and I, I I just feel like this story is good so I feel like it went on for the right amount of time like 10 years was a good amount of amount of years to like have the character development and yeah I don't know I think the the mistake with friends is uh another show called Joey and we don't have to talk about that one that's just one season right? <laughs> that's where the yeah that I think one season but it's like clearly that was there like oh we should keep making this show yeah. and then yeah. didn't work didn't did not work, work. idea nope, same work. with uh same with scrubs oh except God. scrubs made the mistake of keeping the same name yep but it's a little yeah which, you know, poor choice. What are you gonna do? Um, that that'll definitely get an episode at some point in time. But I think we've reached the end yeah. of this episode. I believe we will adjourn. So we'll end this episode. Of, of course, everything you remember sucks. Of course, bra talk. Of course, punch squad ends here. Uh, we're gonna end two episodes of couples therapy here. I believe. Uh, am I missing <laughs> might any be, podcast? Maybe might be a sub couples therapy in there if you really listen hard. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe three. Who's to say? Uh, I think we hit we hit all the podcasts that are ending right now. Cool. We'll see you next week, probably for real. Maybe. We'll see yeah. you next time. Just uh, leave it vague. Leave uh, them wanting more, you know. Like, I don't think they're gonna want more. <laughs> they want less. I feel like if your if your girlfriend just like stopped talking to you for four weeks, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, now I'm super excited that you're back." You'd be like, "What the fuck?" Happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're still making this shit pissed. when they get the notification on their podcast app. <laughs> cool. And they'll they'll be happy to see the notification because it'll be like, "Oh, now I can unsubscribe." <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. I needed to clean yeah. out my uh, my subscriptions here. Like, all right, let's end it. We 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 had a cool fifteen minute ending. An ending 15 minutes ago. Here we are again, re-ending it. Now we're ending it again. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Should we end it again? So you're saying that last 15 minutes was kind of our Joey? Yeah. <laughs> Every Everything has to end with a Joey, I think. There's yeah. always that part. Even at a party, like in person, when you're talking to somebody and then they're like, oh, I should head out. And then you stand up and you stand next to the door. That's yep. the Joey of the party. <laughs> that yeah. is the Joey of the party. And we'll leave you with and this, now Joey. now the Joey of this episode <laughs> gets canceled after 15 <laughs> minutes. The end. See you next time. Oh, bye. Right? Bye. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. I'll edit that together. <laughs>